last time on Lawful Stupid. Uh, terrible things happen. Uh, we're like, do we have to do a whole episode recap? Because we're gonna do that. Basically, we are fucked in a bridge with demons. Yeah. So this is a, gonna be a different episode. Notice that uh, Great Chainsaw and the even greater Devin are not with us. Nope, they are not here. It's just it's just a one-on-one sesh. That's right. It's all it's the Rowan hour. It's all about Rowan. So we're going to talk about what happened in the last episode, and I think I'm just going to move go in and paint that picture. But basically what the boys ended up doing is um, gathering some soldiers and some heroes and Bindle from this cave that they had been treated to, the Moxban thing, and they kind of charged right into the fucking center of all these monsters and all Moxban. Yeah, we and did a dumb. We did a real dumb. <laughs> They say it worked out well so it far. Well enough so far. Yeah, I mean, I admire the bravery. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the scene from where we where we came from, and then we can kind of go into what we're going to do for the night. Oh yeah, yeah so, I'm ready. The picture painted. Atlas is holding Chiringa over the edge. Turinga dangling over the black abyss. Two monstrosities standing, their horns, their large sword, towering over Atlas as he struggles to make sure Turinga does not collapse or uh, pummel. Pummel? No, that's not right. Anyways, illusion destroyed. Lance is pinned against the wall with one of these giant swords shoved in him. Rowan and his loot thankfully made that not a death scenario for now. One of the halflings was taken out. The other was incapacitated, I believe. And Luna, who was one from the Go Academy, is recovering from being yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's real bad for everyone. It is, and uh you know. Kristoff is on the bridge fighting, you know, really close to the front line and in fact ruined it too. Rowan ran up and she's right here and fighting and trying to break ground and get closer to these doors and their plan was to swing them shut with Kristoff's uh, catapult spell. Mm-hmm. In a last ditch effort, Rowan strums across his broken it's shown, and so did the, the crack. That's right. And when you did that, not only did the melody play, the same melody you're used to hearing when visions start up, the same melody you're used to hearing when you're activating your card-like powers, but this time, it twanged. It sounded odd. It kind of broke in the air. Not when you strummed it, but the noise in the air broke. And you feel the world go grayscale. Everything around you turns black and white with shades of gray in between. And you notice this intense scene of fighting back and forth and people dying and things getting wounded. And in fact, the way it froze, like there's blood still in the air. And you just notice it all 
freezes. It's so quiet that you don't hear air. It's just silence. And you hear soft footsteps coming from behind you. Oh, and as you turn around, because I assume you do. Oh, yeah. You see something you have never seen before. You see a tall, two-legged creature. It's bipedal. It's humanoid in form. But as it gets closer, you, you notice two things. Primarily, one, it's 20 foot tall. Oh, God. So it towers over you. And it stops 30 feet away from you. And the second thing you notice, and, and more importantly, is its body is made of vines, bark, leaves. This thing is made of trees, essentially. Huh. It's got fingers like a normal human would have. Four fingers, two thumb, or one thumb on each hand, and a long tail. And you notice the tail is just hundreds of vines wrapped together as it swishes behind it. And it has large wings, like dragon-like wings, but made of tree branches and brush. And where its face should be, a normal face is, a normal human's face should be, there is a plain, simple mask made of bark with two eye holes that are glowing this soft, soft amber. And you hear this booming voice that says, Rowan. Uh, yes. And he looks down, or it looks down, and it says, You broke my loot. Well, I wouldn't say that I broke it, maybe by circumstance. Did you say this is your loot? And the giant humanoid bipedal tree figure steps forward, and you... You can't feel it, but you can just see and hear the footsteps and know that it's of magnitude when it walks. And as it gets closer, you notice it's shrinking until it stands at 12 feet. So it's taller than you, but not nearly as di different in size. It gets closer and it bends down and looks at you and says, yes. That is my loot. Oh, God. Heartstrings. When? And he chuckles a little. Deep, deep, dirty chuckle. <laughs> yes. My name is Wen, And you have let my loot become broken. I, um... I, Did you think it was an accident that the loot is called? The loot of when, as you mortals on Goron call it? I did not. But to be fair, I didn't know that they were true. I, I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on things, 
but I haven't had the most reliable sources. And he says, What do you know about me, Rowan? Um, I'll just put my hand on my chin, thinking really hard. Um, Findle said that you were the god of legends. Not just a god of legends, but the god of legends and stories. And that you put your mark on stories. Findle is a wise man for someone who has seen so little. Yes, I mark legends and stories and tales. I see them for what they were and what they will be. And it's my job, no, it's my pleasure to make every legend great. All of the stories you've heard, they're mine. I am their creator. Everything that happens is because I allow it. Because it's a great story. Well, then, God, fighting the Reclaimer? That's a great story. I'm sure you saw that. I was pleased to see you and Kristoff stand up and protect my loot. And then he kind of leans in, turns his head sideways, and as still you're seeing the simple bark mask. Until you used my loot as a shield. Honestly, I thought that it would repel anything. That's my bust. Yes. And that's most likely my. And he reaches out, and he touches this loot. This loot that had been made of this beautiful wood. And it seems so fragile, and so... So normal. Despite its power, and its magnitude that it's had over you and your friends. And when he touches it, it transforms. You notice the crack expand, and vines and leaves and bark grow all over the loot. You notice that the strings snap and they pop and the the neck of the loot itself almost cracks in two. But as it does, it breaks. There's a a, a thick stump-like material that builds between the crack and the neck. And the, the strings that were once there are now broken and gone. You notice these these vines that crawl from the neck of the of the loot down to the base, and they form and crawl and make these tight, tight strings made of vine. And before you know it, the loot, the very loot that's in your hands, is now one of made of vine and bark and tree and grass and brush. And he says, that's more appropriate. For my roots. Uh, I'm just completely taken aback by this. Um, I guess instinctively the first thing I do is, is strum it a little bit. And the first strum, it takes you back. You notice the world around you fall away. 
In fact, it falls away so quickly, you almost lose sensation. It's kind of like when you've ever been on, you know, one of those rides where you go up and you go down and you just feel your stomach move before you do. That's the feeling Rowan gets. And Rowan's standing there holding this Lou, and as this cord dances in the air, Wen stands opposite him, and they're in the pitch black. And Wen says, I have something I need of you, Rowan. It is no accident that you found that loot. Uh, what, do you, what do you need, Wen? Before I ask this, let me show you what it's all been about. You take me on a journey. And you see in this black environment you're around, you see this bright mosaic window appear. Almost like a church window, right? Round at the top, uh, flat at the bottom. And you see an elven man working on a roof. You see a human woman fishing in the river. And that's this one part stained glass mosaic mosaic window? Mosaic. Is that the right word? Mosaic window. The top being the elven man, the bottom being the human woman. And it flashes. And then the mosaic window reappears and the two figures before are now embraced. And he says, even their meeting was my doing. That's... And you see a tent. Down by Dawnstar River, a beautiful river. It was blue, so blue. And you can see it in the window pane. And so now you see the first stained glass window which is an elven man and a human woman embracing. And then a next one appears to it in a, in a circular arc, starting to build a circle around you. And you see the a tent and Dawnstar River. And you see Rowan's parents. And you can see them holding a small baby. When is this? And, is this what I think it is? And when says... This is you. Oh, gosh. It's been so long. And he says, You can't bury your story, no matter how hard you try. Someone is always there to tell it. And you see another window form. And... It's a small boy. It's it's our young Rowan, and he's holding uh, an instrument, and he's plucking at it. He doesn't know much of it, and it frankly wasn't his. It was another kid's. But he had always loved music because his mother sang. And you see further down on that mosaic, you see Rowan holding a, a shell pendant that his mother carved for him. And you see musical notes around his head. And you see on as the last, at the bottom piece of that, you see his mother expecting. 
a bump formed on her stomach. And Wen says, At a young age, you put others before yourself. What, what was I going to do? They weren't, they didn't, they couldn't feed us all. That was not your decision to make, Rowan. Of course you it was. You were a child. Even as a child, and I could see my father starving so we could eat. And another one, they couldn't do it. The next window here. And it shows Rowan in the forest picking berries. Some good for him, some not. You, you see a window of him throwing up, crouched behind bushes. And you see another small dirty boy and you see Rowan look at him and then look away and the next frame of the window is the boy running away with his, with Rowan's pendant in his hand and funny enough the bottom of that window shows the two laughing and holding hands and Wynn says Rowan, it says much of your character that when someone slights you, you still manage to make a friend. Well, I, you gotta make a living somehow, Donovan. Donovan was not a good person. Yes. But you can still learn things from bad people. And that is something you have found Something you've carried with you. An ability to handle even all evil acts. Despite what you must endure. You find the good in them. And you see another window pane appear now starting to form a semicircle around you and Lynn. And as you're turning around to look, you see young Rowan, no more than 11 or 12, in a music hall. And he's listening to music. And you see him take a viol. And his friend, his young urchin friend, wants to sell it. And then we see them fight. And we see them walking away from each other. One heading down one road. One heading down the other. And Wynn says... But somewhere along the line, Rowan, you decided, you decided that that would no longer stand. That people's slights against you were more than you would bear. No, his his vision was too small. He's fine. It's just with petty crime and living off that. Why do that when you can have so much more? And another window appears, and you see Rowan, older now, more mature, and he's playing for small crowds. And you can see some crying and some laughing and some enjoying himself. And then at the bottom of that window, you see a blonde-haired woman holding a book. And then you see Rowan 
viola in hand, and the blonde-haired woman, book in hand. And the two are close to each other. Even this win, even this. And he says, especially this. This more than anything else. This is the moment that I believe would forever change your path. And you see another window pane form, and it's their life. It's Rowan, and it's Rosalind, and you see music, and money, and laughter, and you see a home. You see a warm home. And Wynn says, it must feel like hundreds of years have passed since then. Oh, thousands. It's a different world. And Wynn says, know that I am the god of legends. But I do not judge you for where you have been. Only for where you choose to go. Well, that's the thing. It's and everyone's you, been places. It's where you go is the only thing that matters. And you see her leave with an older man who you know to be her father. And you see her carrying a stack of books and the hurt on Rowan's face as she leaves. And then you see candle and a stack of golden coins with a note written in your handwriting when the music's over turn out the lights and when says I want to know what you learned there what you learned on that night that you stacked those coins lit the candle and left. Well, oh, I don't think I learned anything that night. It's more the what I learned before that led to it. That I, I didn't really love her, and what's the point of of carrying on and trying to make something that's not meant to be? Like, what's that doing for her? So I, I, I gave her her due and went on my way. And when reveals another mirror. And it's Rowan stepping onto a ship for the first time. And, not mirror, uh, excuse me, window. And you see the next piece of that shows stories, him learning stories and him learning to do things on a ship, like hoist the mast and adjust the sails and he starts to form a bond, and you see that in the form of a pirate. And he says, this is where you learn to fight. I, I remember it well when, oh, that, that's Rackham. He was, oh, he was just bloodthirsty and terrible, but just so funny when you got to know him. 
he tell you to fight like an animal or die like one is inspiring. And Wen says, but it's not where you learned to become strong. And it shows, then you see one whole pain appear. And it's Rackham. And he's dead. He's laying on this the, the floor, the deck of a ship. And you see at the bottom of that, you see Rowan departing the same ship. And he said, and when he looks at you and says, this is where you learn true strength, whether you know it or not. This, this of all things, and Rowan takes off his hat, the same hat that was left to him by Rackham. Like, this is strength? The strength to go on. The strength to survive. It is easy to give up and fall into patterns and routines. You could have stayed on that ship and you would have lived a happy life, Rowan. I have seen it as I have seen all things, all stories and all threads. And while I control them all, I don't pick for you. And I saw life, happiness and family and children and love. But you chose the harder path, the more important path. And he shows another window, almost completing the circuit uh, circle. One space left. And in this window, he reveals, you see Rowan jumping from ship to ship. And then you see Rowan sad, leaning over a book a book that he had seen before, a book that he had always known, and a book about Maconid culture. And the next pain is Rowan throwing the book and departing the ship. And we see Oxbow. And Wynne says, It hurts. It hurts to be reminded. To be reminded of what? The choices I made? No, I'm proud of all of them. I, I wouldn't be here without those choices. It might be a hard road, and it's probably going to get harder, but look at this. Little boy, Boyne, down by a river. He's been running like the river ever since. Now talking with a god. Tell me that's not something. And when laughed, laughed that low low chuckle and when he does you see the leaves rustle and brush move and see <laughs> I was really hoping to say something like that then you are exactly who I need you to be and the last pain is revealed and at the top of the pain is the loot and while it looks like the loot you're holding it it's much more than that. It's larger. It's more powerful. It's 
it's it's transformed and you see the next pain and you see you and you see atlas and you see crystal and you see chiringa and then one more pain down you see you and atlas and crystal and you see an army behind you and then the last pain is dark and when says not every story should be told i can give you pieces and threads but it has to be your choice of course it'll be a choice and what's fate fate's something that only has power over those who accept it and for the first time you see Ren relax and he says Huh Fate's boring. Fate doesn't hold any power here. We make our choices. It's a predictable story. If I hold everyone to fate, I'm never surprised. That's why I like you, Rowan. You always surprise me. And he leans down to you and he says, So, what is it that you want? I, I want a story. I want a storied life. I want immortality to be told for generations that know my name. And when looks at you and, you and you feel it. You feel legend and history and story and he says are you sure that's what you want what more is there and he says if you do this for me then i will give you immortality i will give you immortality not only through song and story, I will give you real immortality. Immortality that only elves wish they could achieve while their lifespans are long. They are nothing of the immortality that I give. Where do I sign? And when smiles, and you see it in his eyes. You, you can feel it behind the mask. And he says, I'm pretty sure you already did. And he looks at the boot and you see your hands clutching it subconsciously. Mm. And when says, there's going to be a time where a tough decision has to be made. And your friends, your companions, they're not going to agree. But you're going to know that that's what needs to be done. I need you to listen to the calls and the sounds and the songs and the stories. And be prepared for when that time comes. I mean, that's what we've been doing. I, don't, I can't say that I understand what we've been shown or why, but I, I never questioned he it. Says, 
It's part of being so young. There's much for you to learn. But if you're ready, and he extends a hand for you to shake. I extend my hand, but before shaking, there is there is one more thing, Wynn. And when kind of leans, steps backwards, not steps backwards, but kind of straightens up as if uh, a little approach. And he says, ambitious to negotiate with a god. I knew I loved you. What is it, bro? What is it that you see? Well, when I find myself in times of trouble, um, do, you, do you think I could get a little, a little uh, assistance on this bridge when with everything to get Turinga, Lance, Gid, and ev- just everyone off safely and close that door. And when waves a hand in the and the windows, the stained glass windows that had once provided light and perspective disappear. They all vanish into small dusts, and you kind of see the wind sweep away, but you don't feel. And then the world comes rushing back, but it's still silent, it's still unmoved. And Wen says, I don't think it's a good story to give you everything you want. And he begins pointing. And as he points with his tail and his hands, you see Kristoff and Alice and the two halflings, Sir Jodo and Geyser. And you see Luna, and you see Lance. They all begin to grow color. Slowly color washes over them. And Wen looks at you and says, that door, that door is not mine to throw throwing. But I will harbor safety for you and your friends. And you you see them coming to full color. And as you do that, Wynn waves a hand and they pause, just shy of being all the way fully colored. And he reaches out a hand to shake. No, all smiles and I shake that hand. Like, the, I've got a door to close, if you don't mind. And you feel it change. You feel your bond and your pact with Lynn form. And it's... For someone like Rowan, who has never believed in gods, never believed in the same things that the world around him has believed, you feel something. What that is to Rowan is only Rowan's, if you feel something. Mm. And Wen looks at you and says, I can't wait to see the stories they tell of you. And when he says that, he looks up into his right, almost like he's looking at something that you can't see. Like you mean the stories of us? You're in this too now. And as you say that, when begins to unravel, 
and he slowly fades away. Almost like he had never been there before. And the world around you melts away. All of the gray, all of the black, and all of the white. And all that remains is Rowan, Atlas, Kristoff, and friends. And that's that's where we're gonna stop. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's good. That's uh, that was it's pretty interesting. I um, I'm very excited for where you have chosen to take Rowan's character development. Oh yeah. Like that's I mean, that's um, kind of why Rowan never really talked about his past because he's just kind of been running from it. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think that has. I don't know, man. That's perfect. I could not be more pleased with all three of the, the lawful Superboys um, character development, but I was really pleased with the way you decided to take Rowan's because of how mysterious it has, has been so far. I think this is going to be... And I could not have been happier with um, your choice um, just because uh, the, the God of Wen, or uh, Wen, the God of Legends, it's probably one of my favorite pantheons that I've built. Um, oh, good. You got to, you got just to bring it to life. I know. I know. Well, I was happy when you guys picked the artifact. And I was like, oh, hopefully somebody does more than what I kind of forced on them for having an artifact. So, um, I mean, honestly, uh, I, yeah, I, I fully expected hard. Devin to have Atlas just like, yep, I like this. And I'm like, all right, guess yep. we're, we're rolling with this now. I, I thought so as well. Um, all right, so guys, I really hope you enjoyed uh, the one-on-one because uh, we're going to have a couple more at least and I think we'll use your feedback uh, to see if you want to see more because one of the cool things about the episodes is it gives you a good taste of the boys and what they're getting into, but it doesn't it doesn't allow you to really focus on one person too much without there being a lot of hopping around or you know just not being good podcasting. But I think doing these one-offs is really going to help delve into the characters. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna yeah, see. Like that. honestly, I had a lot of fun doing this, but I cannot wait to see what Scott and Devin do. Like, they need to hurry up and figure their shit out because I can't wait. Oh uh, yeah, what's worse for you is I know. Oh god. <laughs> so um, it's super good, and the cool thing is they don't know what you're gonna do, and so um, by the time they hear this, um, it's gonna be really good because those listeners. Um, this episode is going to release on the, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something like that, uh, following episode 29. Um, so currently, the other two Lawful Stupid Boys think they're in a real bad situation. Oh, so bad. Like, I still am not convinced that we're not and, in a bad position. And they're not going to know about that until this episode is uh, ready to be posted. So that could be a few more days. Um, and I'm pretty excited about uh, them suffering. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, Rowan, is there anything you want to say to our uh, Oh, listeners? God. Um, thank you guys always for listening. I, I hope you enjoyed getting some of Rowan's backstory. Well, most of Rowan's backstory. And uh, learning a little bit more about the character. And hope you're still having fun and enjoying the rest of the podcast. Yeah. I uh, So thanks for listening. Um, obviously, you can check us out on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, whatever, officesoup.org, and hop in our Discord. We got a lot of people in there, and it's this beautiful community. In fact, as we're recording, um, Christoph Shane is actually running a homebrew 
for some of the listeners. So they're actually playing D and D while we play D and D. It's a really cool. Yeah, experience. like Discord's popping. Like I was gonna play in that, but I thought it'd be cool to get this done now, and then I'll probably jump in the next one. It'll probably be some of us playing too. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually. In fact, I'm probably gonna pop in there and yeah. just kind of listen, uh, just because it's. I mean, shit, it's gonna be really cool. Um, but thanks, thanks so much for listening, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. We are storytellers. We are creators. We are gamers. We are dreamers. We are players. We are players. We are players. We are, we are, players. We are, we are nerds. nerds. Yeah.